One, two, three, four, yo, super traders, welcome to the Ask Me Anything podcast. Well, it's Fair Trading Communities podcast, but this is the Ask Me Anything version. So this is where I um, I answer the questions that you you pose to me. Um, it's pretty straightforward. You can ask anything you want. It's totally free. You don't have to pay for it. And um, I'll answer the questions that you you have about trading to the best of my ability. Um, I don't protest. I don't protest. I don't say I'm the best trader. Um, I'm not even the smartest person kicking about. But what I do try and do is give you an honest answer and help you as much as you can. Now, if you're new to this podcast, you're new to the the channel. Welcome. We're Betfair Trading Community and we give you a stat solution, a stat solution, a stats website, stats that allow you to become a better trader, basically. Um, you save your save your selections and every single day you can get them so much quicker than surfing through 20 different sites or using spreadsheets and all that painful thing. Um, but we do the Ask Me Anything podcast where you can ask anything you want. It, you, I would recommend that you save this link. The link is in the show notes. It's in the description. It's a link to a form. You put your questions in. It's the same three questions um, every single time you do it. What are you struggling with when it comes to trading? Is there anything else you want to ask me? And are you a member of BTC or not? Not because I answer the questions any differently if you are or are not a member. It's just really, really good for me to know, okay? Now, I am going to go into my emails and pull out the James Clear newsletter. I end up, I end up like sharing this. Um, and there's a really, really good one from him today, okay, um, that we say with most of the time you don't need more information, you need more courage, I think this is really true with trading. You know, there's so much information out there on trading, this podcast alone. You just need more courage, you know, courage with your conviction, courage with how you trade, how you act on your trades. That actually will move you on so much more than what you what you think. So um, that one hopefully resonates with you. Um, and like I say, if you guys have got some quotes, send them in. Or if you really, really like it, Send them in, because we will, we will do that. Um, I actually have loads of questions today. Um, just going to make sure that they've all come over. The first one is from Martin. Um, hopefully, this isn't Martin Futter asking a question. And Martin says, doo, 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 "Let me have a little little look at what Martin says." Martin says, do you have any plans to add backtest into your football and tennis software? Yes, we do. Um, I don't know why. Uh, I seem to get this question a lot, and I I don't know why, because I am telling absolutely everybody who'll listen to me that football backtesting is very, very close, like very close. The only difference is, if you think about why well, well, it's taking so long, if you think about a horse racing event, right, there's only really one market that people trade, okay, the win market. There's a few variables that happen in that race, yeah, but there's one market. Think about football, there's match odds, correct score, there's over 1.25, over 1.5, under 2 point, over, over, overs and unders 1.5, over under 2.5, over under 3.5, 4.5, there's draw no bet. There's all of these markets that people trade, and then all the different variables of ways that you can do it. So it takes quite a lot of time. Um, so it's been pretty um, 
pretty hard, to be honest, um, to try and get that together. Um, but that has been something that we've been working very, very hard on. And now we are very, very close to doing that and to getting there, which is really, really cool. And I'm really excited for that um, because football backtesting is going to be amazing for for everyone who's interested in football trading because you'll be able to put your idea of a strategy in and it will churn out whether that strategy was proven to be profitable or not. And that's a key key thing there, proven. Um, but it's also going to do it in like minutes where, you know, trading, a, building a football strategy, building any trading strategy can be an absolute time suck. And I can understand and see why people don't ever become profitable because if you just think about, just think about how that happens and how you have to actually build a strategy. Firstly, you've got to come up with an idea of it and then you've got to track those selections. Okay, so just when football is on as well. So Saturday morning, you know, you've been at work all week. Uh, maybe you haven't seen your partner that much or because you're both working and then you're spending an hour two hours researching these games and putting them on a spreadsheet and then you've got to track the odds of various different things. So you're on your phone a lot, tracking the odds. All the time your partner and kids are just like, or your friends are just like, what the flipping hell are you doing? Come on, get off your phone. It's a weekend. Um, and then you miss a couple, you'll beat yourself up about missing a couple. And then you go, oh, of course, that one I missed. I don't have the data for. And of course it's flipping one. Um, and all the t- and then you get up on the Sunday, you'll have a coffee, whatever you have for breakfast, croissants, if, if you're jazzy on a Sunday. Um, I've got a Biscoff latte this week. Biscoff latte, how good's that going to be? I mean, bloody hell, that's going to be banging, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> I basically had some Biscoff left over. I made some Biscoff Rocky Road for, for Isla, and um, yeah, it was uh, it's left over, so I need to use the Biscoff up, and my wife's decided we're going to have Biscoff lattes. Um, I'm not putting a whole tub of Biscoff in. But you get up, then you go in the shower, and you know, you're know thinking in the shower, you're thinking about your strategy, you're thinking about becoming a profitable trader and what it can do for your life, and the money that you will be able to make and what you're going to do with that. And is this strategy the one, you know, you're picking it apart all of the time. And this cycle goes on and on and on and on for maybe two, three months. And then you realize your strategy isn't profitable and you go, oh, bloody hell, am I going to do all that again? And I understand why people stop. So that's what it's going to actually be able to do. It's going to stop that that element because you're able to just backtest it oh yeah that's been proven to work now i've said many many times historical historical backtesting is not a guarantee that something is going to work in the future but bloody hell it cuts out a lot of time it's going to cut out loads of time and it's the best way of then predicting future success okay and then the software will be able to save that. So then every single day, you'll be able to log in and get your selections, like three, four clicks, okay? Get your selections. Really, really cool. Um, one of the questions that also came in was from a an, an anonymous uh, person. Uh, they are not a member. And they simply asked me, what do I think of Liverpool's chances this season? Now, I don't know whether they saw the, the post that I made about you know, Liverpool, at the time I posted it, was second favourites for the league. And I unpacked why, unbiasedly, I'm a Liverpool fan, but I don't trade Liverpool, unbiasedly why Liverpool were second favourites. Now, I actually did speak to 
a couple of people who have worked in the industry. One still works in the industry as a as an odds compiler. Okay, so I spoke to them and said, "Look, why did you make why why do you think Liverpool would be second favourites at this time for the Premier League still?" And the thing that they said to me was that Man City have they've got this thing about Liverpool because look over the last five years. Okay, and there's a few lessons in this as well, so it's really, really good to understand. Look over the last five years. What team has pushed Man City hardest? Liverpool. Which team do they fear the most? Liverpool. Which team are they always, They do they comment about? Liverpool. Okay, so you've got that. Now, in the last five years, has any other team been able to win the league when Man City haven't? So have they gone the course and distance? Yes, Liverpool. So what that they're saying that that tells them as compiling odds, is that Liverpool actually have course and distance. They have historical evidence. They have done it before, which is huge. Have you done it before is huge, okay, against a team like Man City. And then they said that looking back over the last season, yeah, Liverpool were out of the equation quite quickly. And some of the reason they thought that Liverpool were out of the equation was that they actually did focus too much on Man City. You know, they just come off this season where they nearly won absolutely everything. Uh, And I've spoken about this and I actually feel that some of the reason that they were so terrible last year was it's that always the bridesmaid never the bride feeling you know it must have taken so much out of those players physically and mentally the last four or five seasons playing for Jurgen Klopp in that system and then you nearly you have the opportunity to win everything and you don't you must be thinking I just it's just not going to happen I'm done I'm I'm tired Mentally, physically, we are so good. Like, if Man City were not about, whether you are a, you hate Liverpool or you love them, you cannot deny the fact that they would have won so much more because of the football they played and they absolutely have dominated teams. Um, they would have won so much more. So you just think, God, I just can't bother. To, how do you get up for that again? You know, to put all that effort and energy into something and not get there. Um so they and I think they were genuinely thinking that you know to beat Man City and to win the league you have to have so many points and to tie this into last season as well Man City they knew that then with Liverpool Liverpool were out of the equation and Man City didn't even really have that many points if you look back at um, you know after 20 games I think they had something like 54 points or 60 points something like that 20 games Maybe less, maybe four. I can't remember, but it was low, lower than what they've had previously. And their only real threat was Arsenal. And they bottled it, right? Now, that's not to say, because people are going to also, Arsenal fans and other people are going to say, yeah, but Arsenal have strengthened. Yes, they have, but at that point they hadn't. And this is one of the reasons why it's interesting to understand and important to understand this. Liverpool were second favourites at the time that I posted that and at the time, and they're still... They still could be up there and they're probably going to be third favourites. I haven't checked the market, but third favourites now after some of the signings that Arsenal have made. But they st- this is why they still are in in third favourites and they are still kicking about because Arsenal bottled it. Man City then decided to play proper football and, get, and win, okay? They were like, oh God, we actually better start playing now, okay? The, they've also told me that Liverpool, if they have another bad season, they won't be second or third favourites, okay, next year. 
but we cannot write them off. And bookmakers don't often very get the, get this wrong very often. Yes, people are going to throw the Leicester thing at me, but, but not very often do a, does a bookmaker get it wrong. And that's important to note as well. So Liverpool are going to add players and they're going to come back. And we don't want to get that wrong. Okay, so we're not saying that they're going to win the league, but we are saying that they are going to be there or thereabouts and they are they have proven that they can do it. And they still have quite a lot of those players. Yes, they're going to lose John Henderson. Yes, they're going to lose Fabinho. But in my eyes, it looks like they're going back to actually what made Liverpool great. And that's finding the player before they become the player. So buying a player before they're about to break out. And that's what they've done very, very well. Okay, so that's I think I think Liverpool season is going to be good. I actually just on a personal level, I hope we get back to just entertaining, playing entertaining football. And then if we get to you know, if we get twenty games in and Liverpool have got like sixty ish points and they're like, Jesus, you know what? We're we're doing all right here. Like between fifty and sixty points and you're going, We're doing all right. We are not doing too bad. And then Man City around a similar thing and you're in with a shout and Arsenal is still in with a shout you go actually do you know what looking at Man City's odds if you could get anything over twos then at that point Jesus you should probably look at taking that um, because that running as well Man City are just relentless at it and Arsenal the, that's the other thing that the bookmaker said to me Arsenal have not done that running before you know Liverpool have gone toe-to-toe with Man City for a good few years now and it's usually gone down to the last two three four games of the season two or three max, when Arsenal haven't been there. They haven't gone through that pressure. Now, they've done it once, so that's why they're still up there. And now they've added some good players in as well. So I'm not taking anything away from Arsenal. I'm not saying Arsenal are going to bottle it again. And I think it's harsh as well that people do say they've bottled it. it I, I have watched my team go toe-to-toe with Man City and the relentlessness of that machine that Pep has built it's so hard those last 10 games you know you are you have to win every game because even if man city have played or you're waiting for them to play you just think they're going to win um you just think they're going to win because that's what history tells you um that they're going to do um so yeah that's my views on on liverpool and hopefully hopefully you you like that hopefully it's it's pretty good um somebody else has offered uh, so this person is called Alex. Alex is not a member. And they've asked, why Why do you feel like we should focus on one strategy first? So the reason I've, I think this is, I spoke at the top of the this show about how difficult it is to actually build one strategy with everything going on in your life. Now, if you're spending that time then trying to build 10 strategies or five strategies, you're putting 20% into five strategies. Just feel like if, if I drew a clock now, okay, and I put an arrow out of every every number on that clock, and then I put the equal amount of force around all of those arrows, that clock isn't moving. It ain't going anywhere because everyone's pulling it in different directions. And when you're being pulled in every direction, in different directions, you're often going none. And that's really scary um, I feel you should put all of your effort into one because that's then you, where your focus goes. You just focus on that. You're doubling down on it. And then you just get very, very good at that one strategy and that one market and that one 
sport and you can go deep. So if you're trading the over 2.5 goals, for example, you're in the football markets and you're trading that one strategy, that one market, you can become the best at that market. You can know the odds that the start, the odds at 10 minutes, the odds at 20 minutes, the odds at 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, 60 minutes. If one goal goes in in the first 10 minutes, if one goal, goal two goals go in in the first 20 minutes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you can get all of that. You can get really, 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 really good at one market. And you basically, once you've done that, then you've proven to yourself that you can actually become a profitable trader. And then you can add in another strategy. So for me, I always talk about this barbell this barbell thing that I, that I speak about. And at the start, you on the left of the barbell, you've got the maximum effort and the maximum energy. And then to the right of it, you've got the, and you've also got the maximum upside. Then on the, that's on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side, you then have the least amount of risk and the least amount of upside. And then it's like a maintenance mode. And what I've often found with traders is they get somewhere stuck in the middle of the barbell. They've got all these strategies that they're trying to do. Now, for me, it's one strategy at a time. Focus on moving it from the left to the right. So when you first start a strategy, it's going to be the most time, but it's got the most upside and it's also going to have the most risk on it. And then the goal is every single day, week and month is to move it closer and closer and closer towards that right-hand side. So it started on the left, now it's moving to the right where you've got you can just manage it. It's in maintenance mode. You know, it's the least risk because you've tested it and you know how it works and you've got variants and you've got all of those things. And then you're just managing that strategy and that's it. That's how I feel about one strategy. Get that right and then once it's moved to that right-hand side, then you can add in another one, okay? You can look at what you know and add in another one. And that's it for the show today, um, this week, guys. Um, sorry, there's a little bit of background noise with um, with this one. I've got... Um, a couple of neighbours around me are having a little bit of work done, so that's um, that's why there's a bit of drilling and a few other bits and bobs there. But um, I'm going to play the outro music. Remember, if you want to get your questions answered, you can go onto Twitter at Betfair uh, at Betfair TC, and you will see in our profile there's a link to be able to go and get the um, the form bookmark it bookmark it use it every single week you can ask a question um i will answer them i answer i think there's only ever been one question that i haven't answered um and that was basically because it was just just a troll uh and i ain't nobody get time for that um i'm also going to jump off before that gets really really bad so have a great week i will catch you next week for another one of these ask me anything episodes <laughs>